Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mission Impossible is the greatest film franchise ever. You can keep your Toy Stories bollocks to the MCU and Middle Earth. Ha! Don't make me laugh. Lord of the Rings is one of the worst trilogies I've ever seen. Fight me, Scott Tailford. Mission Impossible is the greatest film franchise ever. There is not a bad film in it. What about MI2, I hear you ask? To which I say, well, it brought us all the awesome cruise cliches we know and love today. It's got limp sodding biscuits and... Run that bastard down. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are 10 things you didn't know about Mission Impossible 2. Number 10. Do Grey Scott missed out on Wolverine and James Bond? Poor Do Grey Scott. He must have been so excited at the start of the new century, having been selected to play main characters for not one, but two major films coming out in the year 2000. As well as playing MI2 buddy Sean Ambrose, Scott was cast as Wolverine in X-Men. But after MI2 ran over schedule, he was forced to drop out and was replaced by a huge jacked man. Jackman, of course, went on to nail the role and would continue to play Logan for 17 years and star in many other successful movies, including Les Mis and The Greatest Showman, while Scott's career sadly never really picked up. While this detail has passed into common knowledge over time, a little-known fact was that Scott was also among the actors strongly considered to play James Bond in Casino Royale, alongside the likes of Carl Urban, Sam Worthington and Henry Cavill. They all, of course, lost out on the iconic role to Daniel Craig, but you've got to think that missing out on Wolverine must have seriously hurt Scott's chances for 007. Number 9. Between a Rock and a Hard Place By far the most memorable part of the movie is the opening scene where Ethan Hunt is scaling a huge rock for no other reason than Tom Cruise wanted to do a death-defying sodding stunt himself. Filmed in Utah's Dead Horse Point State Park, Cruise climbed up the rock with no safety net beneath him if he fell, but he was attached to wires, which were then digitally edited out in post-production. Perhaps the incredible part of the sequence was the 15-foot jump that Cruise makes from one ledge to another. Despite being incredibly dangerous, he insisted on performing the jump at 2,000 feet in the air, and in the end would do it several times in order to get the shot he wanted for the film. He probably would have done it even more times, but was forced to stop after tearing his shoulder on one attempt. He's such a perfectionist, that Tom. Number 8. A Knife in the Eye 
The saying goes that it's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. That's what nearly happened during the filming of MI2's climactic fight. At one point in the scrap, Ambrose pulls a knife on Hunt and comes perilously close to stabbing him in the eye, but Hunt just about keeps his vision intact. You could be mistaken for thinking that the knife was a clever bit of CGI, but in fact... It's the real thing. Crews, against director John Woo's wishes, demanded they use a real knife and that Scott should use all of his strength in the fight despite being physically stronger for authenticity's sake. They attached the knife in question to a cable that was measured to stop the knife less than a centimetre away from Cruz's eye. The stunt makes for an awesome shot that I'm sure everyone on set must have dreaded filming and caused the lawyers to bring a change of underwear to set. Number 7. Cruz accidentally kicked Scott's chin. Just after the spine-tingling knife point of that scene, Hunt and Ambrose engage in a good old round of who can punch or kick the hardest. Spoiler alert, it's Hunt. It's a little uh, underwhelming as far as climactic fight scenes go, but one cannot criticise the training the two actors went through to learn proper martial arts. However, it all went a bit far for one particular shot. When Cruz went to perform his roundhouse kick, he pulled it off a little too well, accidentally kicking Scott right in the chin. If you slow the footage right down, zoom and enhance, you can clearly see Scott's overwhelmed reaction, as well as Cruz in complete shock at his mistake. It's a wonder that all these potentially disastrous stunts were allowed to happen, and in fact they wouldn't have had Cruz not lied to the film's insurers and telling them that a stunt team would be carrying out all major action scenes in order to get permission to do them. Who knows what would have happened had any of them gone wrong. Number 6. The only film where Hunt isn't on the run. It's interesting to note that MI2 is the only film out of the six where Hunt is always working with the IMF. In the first movie, he's believed to be a mole and disavowed. In the third one, suspected to be an enemy and forced to go on the run. In Ghost Protocol, the entire IMF goes underground and Hunt becomes a fugitive. And in Rogue Nation, the IMF is disbanded and Hunt considered a rogue agent. Finally, in Fallout, the CIA are tricked into believing the IMF to be the syndicate and Hunt's on the run again. MI2 therefore stands out as the only one where Hunt is on good terms with the people he's working for. Bonus fact, it's also the only film in the franchise where someone says the words Mission Impossible too. Number 5. Greek Mythology The plot of MI2 mainly revolves around a biological weapon called Chimera and its antidote, Bellerophon. You may think these are just random, cool-sounding names, but they were specifically chosen. Chimera refers to a monster from Greek mythology, described as a fire-breathing lion with a goat's head coming out of its back and snake's head on its tail end, and Bellerophon refers to the hero who slayed it. Number four. The original cut was over three hours. The beginning and end of MI2 are really entertaining, easily the best bits of the movie. The middle? Eh. It often feels like there was a lot that John Woo wanted to put in the movie that had to be cut, and that is because that's exactly what happened. Woo's first cut of the movie clocked in at a staggering three and a half hours before being told by the studio to edit it down to a more reasonable two hours. Take the hint, Peter Jackson. This is probably why the film can feel so rushed and yet so slow at the same time. It does make one wonder what exactly was cut, though. My money's on more slow-mos of doves. Number 3. A Hitchcock Remake 
Copying story beats and plot lines from other movies is nothing new, so it's no surprise that MI2 shares a very similar plot to another movie. What is surprising, though, is that movie is Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious. There's not enough room here to go into every detail that Wu and Co borrowed from the iconic filmmaker, but there are a lot. The basic structure of both films is the same. Man recruits woman for mission. Man falls in love with said woman. Woman has to infiltrate the bad guy who's also a former lover. Man isn't happy about this. Woman is discovered to be spying by the bad guy. Woman gets drugged. Man rescues woman. Man and woman live happily ever after, sort of. It's not just that the story is the same, though. Entire set pieces have been lifted from the 1946 movie, including a car chase scene at the beginning and an espionage scene set at a horse track. There are enough parallels between the two movies that definitely make a copyright claim. Number two, Oliver Stone was nearly the director. One of the great things about the Mission Impossible franchise is how each movie has its own unique style and until very recently always had a very different director. This is best exemplified in the transition from Brian De Palma's psychological thriller Mission Impossible to John Woo's Explosions First Story Later approach to MI2. This could all have been so different, however, as early in the sequel's development, Oliver Stone was attached to direct. Known best for his war films and political thrillers including Platoon, Wall Street and JFK, the tone of MI2 would have been more akin to that of the first movie and could have easily set the precedent for the rest of the series. Moreover, an early but ultimately unused script for the film had been written by William Goldman, whose previous work included All the President's Men and A Few Good Men, further suggesting that MI2 was very close to becoming a straight-up political thriller. Number 1. The One Mission No One Cares About it would appear that even Tom Cruise and the current writers of Mission Impossible kind of forgotten about MI2. With the exception of Ethan Hunt and Luther Stickwell, no other characters who appear in MI2 have reappeared in any of the other movies. Despite the movie ending with Hunt and Nia together, Thandie Newton seemingly vanishes afterwards with Michelle Monaghan playing Hunt's love interest in MI3 and Anthony Hopkins is replaced by Lawrence Fishburne who in turn was replaced by Tom Wilkinson for Ghost Protocol. While the franchise has always had characters drop out casually from movie to movie, the most recent instalments have tried to establish some sense of continuity and even brought actors back from the very first movie as well as established ties to original characters. But the lack of connections to MI2 hint that this was the one mission that no one, not even Mr. Cruz himself, cares about. It still matters to me and Fred Durst, Ethan. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.